Hey guys, happy Monday. Welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Bueller, and I'm here with my co-host and twin sister, Brittany. Hey guys. So today we have an interview with Grace McCallum. She is a two-time world champion and four-time U.S. national team member. She joins us today to talk about getting back into the gym after having a few months off, the Olympic postponement, and some upgrades that she has planned for next season. So before we get into the interview with Grace, we did a quick little news update from the month of July, just because we feel like there's been a lot happening in the gymnastics world lately, and we kind of needed to play catch up because we haven't really talked news in a while. So if you guys are just wanting to hear the interview with Grace, you can go ahead and skip forward probably like 15 minutes, I would say. Her interview should be around that timestamp, and if not, we're going to go into some news for a little bit, so we hope you guys enjoy today's episode. So before we get into our interview with Grace, we wanted to do a quick little news roundup for the month of July because a lot has happened in this month. Yeah, I feel like there was a period of time where like nothing was happening in the, in the gymnastics world and now we actually have some stuff to talk about. Yes. So a lot of you probably already know about the Athlete A documentary that was released on Netflix. If you haven't watched it for some reason, you definitely should because it's very telling and... It's inspired a lot of gymnasts to feel comfortable speaking out and sharing their story with abuse within the sport, not just in the United States, but around the world, as we're seeing. There was an ITV News feature featuring two former British gymnasts, Catherine Lyons and Lisa Mason. Catherine Lyons said in the news feature that she was hit. She was shut inside of a storage cabinet. She was forced to train with injuries. She was shamed for her weight. So it kind of echoes a lot of what we've heard from former U.S. gymnasts and their experiences within the sport. Um, Catherine was diagnosed with PTSD after leaving the sport. Yeah, she was one of those athletes that I think a lot of people, you know, saw a lot of potential in. A lot of people thought that she was going to make it to the Olympics and she had a lot of fans. And then she kind of just disappeared from the sport and no one really knew why. I think we just kind of assumed it was an injury thing, but now she's finally telling her story and we're actually getting to know the truth of what actually happened Mm -hmm. to her. Yeah. There was also Lisa Mason. She spoke about training through injuries and having to take prescription drugs really from a young age just to even be able to train and to get through competitions. She went through a lot in her career, so I'm glad that she was able to speak out. And it's also inspired a lot of other gymnasts from Great Britain to speak out. We've had statements come out from the Downey sisters, Amy Tinkler, and many others. Even gymnasts from Great Britain who may not be Olympians or they may not be super well-known. Yeah. We've heard a lot. And Elise O'Reilly from Ireland. There was a, a video that was done with her and she spoke out about her experience breaking her neck at the Olympics when she fell and how, you know, her coaches treated that. Yeah, and the lack of care and the lack of treatment that she received. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very telling. Yeah, I think it really just exposes the problematic culture of the sport and shows that the abuse that these athletes go through, whether it's physical, emotional, sexual, whatever kind of abuse, it isn't just a problem in the United States. I think that we hear a lot about USA Gymnastics, especially lately, but... This is more than just a United States USA gymnastics problem. It's a it's a culture problem within the sport all around. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Speaking of USA gymnastics, in other news, former coach Terry Gray was arrested and faces 14 counts of lewdness with a minor. These incidents reportedly happened between 2007 and 2013. If you don't know much about his coaching history, he coached at CGA back in the 2000s. I'm not sure exactly when he started there or when he left, but he was back at CGA 
in the around, you know, the early 2000s. And then he moved to Brown Gymnastics in Las Vegas, and he was there roughly from 2009 to 2015. And then he moved to Sega, and that's where he coached up until, you know, most recently. Mm-hmm. And he continued coaching at Sega while under investigation by Safe Sport in 2018. The owner of the gym said that they were never notified about the investigation that was being done and that they had to call USA Gymnastics in order to get information about his suspension. Carrie Perry, however, who was, you know, form, we all know former USA Gymnastics president and she was president at that time. She said that she sent an email and first class mail to the gym so, not sure who to believe there. There's some contradicting stories. Yeah, some miscommunication for sure. But the good news is, is now he has been suspended by USA Gymnastics um, for two years. This happened in October 2019. I don't, I don't quite know why he's only suspended for two years. Yeah. Because um, he's suspended for sexual misconduct misconduct involving a minor and then physical m- misconduct. I cannot say that word. Misconduct. Apparently, <laughs> apparently I can't say it. Um, and if he's convicted, he could face life in prison. So I feel like it needs to be longer than two years. But my guess is, if if he is convicted, they're gonna be. they're gonna have no choice. But um, as of now, that's the verdict. So in happier news, we have the announcement that Fish or Felicia Hano is going to Arkansas to be the volunteer assistant coach. Yay! I'm so, so excited. Yeah, she's following Jay Weebs to Arkansas. They're building an army over there. They're going to be unstoppable in the next couple years. I can just feel I it. I truly feel like Arkansas is going to become one of the top SEC teams in a, a very short time. Yeah. They're already, like, on the rise. Mm-hmm. And I think having someone like Fish on the team with all her experience is just going to do the team wonders. They're about to be one of my new favorite teams. Yes. <laughs> Also, speaking of maybe new favorite teams, LIU is in the process of announcing their inaugural team, and they announced their coaching staff. Yes. So, Randy Lane is the head coach, and he has announced that he's hiring Lauren Marinas, who's a former Michigan gymnast. She was the Big Ten Beam Champion back in 2018, and she's also a former elite gymnast. And then Hallie Mossett. We all know her from UCLA, her fun Beyonce floor routine. She's a two-time All-American on floor, and she was also a former U.S. national team member. And then Kel Robinson, he was a former Stanford gymnast. He coached at Airborne in California for a while. Then he went to Waller's. And then he was also a volunteer assistant coach at Stanford. So he brings a wealth of experience with him. Yeah, the whole coaching staff is very experienced. So I'm excited to see what happens there. And they're in the process. I don't know if they've announced the whole team yet. I know on social media, at least last week, they were every day announcing, like, two more girls. Mm -hmm. So we're slowly starting to get the roster put together for LIU's inaugural gymnastics team. I'm so excited to see what they can do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like their fan base is already so big, even though they haven't even got started yet, really. So, yeah, it's exciting to see. And I think for gymnastics fans, this is my first time being a part of almost like the making of a new college Mm -hmm. team. Yeah, there's been a couple... In, like, recent history, Lindenwood's a relatively new program. They're Division Two, And Arkansas is really not all that old either. But 
I feel like since the gym turnout has been so alive and active. And, and since college gymnastics has grown. Because it's gotten really big in the last couple yes. years. This is, you know, the newest college gymnastics team in a while. So it is exciting to kind of be a part of that and watch it grow and be the first couple of fans for the team. I shouldn't say couple of fans because it's actually like probably a thousand. A lot. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, they even came out with apparel and I want to get some. I know, me too. <laughs> In other exciting news, Chelsea Memo has posted several training updates. She's been posting really nice videos on her YouTube channel, so if you haven't seen that, you should check it out. They've almost kind of turned into, like, features, weekly features of how her training is going. Which Um, I think it's a lot better that way, because it's all edited and... It's a little more entertaining. Yes, because before she was just posting, like... Uh, they were like 20 minutes long, 30 minutes long. Just, just skill, videos yeah, like skill. Like, skill after skill, skill after skill. skill. Yeah. yeah. This is definitely a lot more entertaining, and I think it kind of even shows her personality and sort of what is going through her mind. Yeah, it's there's, kind of like a behind the scenes. Yeah, there's been a lot, you know, going on with people in her gym, whether it's her dad or other gymnasts, you know, pressuring her to put on grips and bring bars, you know? And yeah. she's... She's kind of been reluctant, but she has done a little bit on bars, I think. I saw her doing some giants, I believe, in mm-hmm. one of the videos. Yeah. Unless I'm, like, making that up. Nope, she did. Okay. She was doing some vault she, timers. She took a while to get her grips on, but she's finally back, you could say, swinging bars. Because yes. she was doing giants. And, yeah, the vault timer looked... Some people were saying it looked better than when she was actually, like, competing, like, back in her prime. Her timer, like, the height she got on mm-hmm. it. So, some potential there for a good vault, maybe. Um, I was really excited to see she's attempting a back handspring Pike Arabian. Yeah. It's in the beginning stages, you could probably say. I don't think it's something that we're necessarily going to see her landing on the high beam anytime soon, but she's been doing it off of the high beam onto, like, some stacked up mats. Yeah. And it looks cool, so it'd be nice to see her just try it. If there's anyone that can do it, I feel like it'd be her, because she has, like, this uncanny way of, like finding the beam, I feel yeah. like. And in one of the videos, I'm not sure exactly what week it was of her training, but she's been doing Arabians on, like, the, the, the little beam on the floor, and I forget what it's called. The floor beam? Well, yeah, there's a name. There's a name. There's a name for it. <laughs> I'm looking it. at you like, isn't that what it's called? No, there's a name for it, but whatever. You guys know what I mean. Um, she's been doing Arabians there, and then she finally took it up to the high beam, and she was, like, all afraid, which is kind of funny to see that, like, someone like her would actually be afraid, because she seems like such a daredevil. Yeah. But she gets up on her very first try, and she absolutely nails it. Like, she's nailed, like, all of them, I'm pretty sure. I mean, maybe she's just not, like, maybe we're not seeing the ones where she's doing Imran, but, like, she's pretty much nailing all of them. Well, the, the very first one she did up on the high beam in, what, was it, like, eight years or something like that? It was pretty good. Yeah. Like, it was rock solid. I was like, dang, girl. I think I want to do a whole episode on Chelsea. Someone requested that we interview her, so we can definitely try and do that, but... Even if we don't get an interview with her, I think we could do a whole episode just talking about her because I don't want to spend too much time today like going into great depths about Chelsea Memo, but we definitely could and we should. She's awesome and we totally could do a full podcast episode on her. Yeah, so look forward to that. (laughs) Um, Another exciting training, not necessarily training update, but just, you know, something fun. Simone Biles posted a video of her doing a double layout to a double tuck. (laughs) Yeah, and you want to know what's the greatest thing? Honestly, the skill itself was like super cool. But, like, to me, what's even better about that was watching all of the major news outlets try and, like, 
share this, but getting the information wrong. Yeah, they're like, I think this is supposed to be cool because everyone's talking about it, but you can tell they know nothing about gymnastics. So they're sharing it. I think we, me and you were laughing at Inside Edition because yeah. they shared the video of it. And they obviously just read Simone's caption, which I don't know what it was offhand, but it was something about this is the first time she's done a double back. In, did she say in 13 years? Yeah. Yeah. So... So they're like, she's th- she's doing the double back for the first time in 13 years. But, like, what's cool about it is the fact she did a double layup before it, not the fact that she did a double back for the first time in 13 right, years. Right, because the double back is a relatively easy skill, but to, like, people who don't know gymnastics, they, like, they just don't understand. Yeah. I just think it's funny. But either way, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving all of, like, the videos that we're seeing from really all the gymnasts in training right now. It's kind of, like, getting me through this. Mm-hmm. This crazy time in life. We don't have Olympic trials anymore. We don't have PNG championships. So we kind of need some excitement. Yes. <laughs> we don't have the Olympics, too. Like, the main I thing. I'm so sad. I know. Me, too. Real quickly, we just want to give a quick plug to two different podcasts that we listened to recently. Uh, The first one being 30 for 30 podcast. I'm sure most people have heard about this by now, but they put out a seven episode podcast called Heavy Metals, and it really details how the Crowleys rose to fame in the gymnastics world and how they contributed to the toxic culture of USA Gymnastics for so many years. A lot of athletes were interviewed or had little sound bites in the podcast. Um, you know, Christy Phillips, Simone Biles, Jordan Weber, Maddie Larson, Dominique Mosciano, Carrie Shrug, a bunch of athletes who over the years experienced the Crowleys to some capacity, whether it was they were their personal coaches or, you know, they were an athlete on the national team that was attending national team training camps. So a lot of good stuff in that podcast and we highly recommend it. We also wanted to give a quick shout out to the Half In Half Out podcast. If you guys don't know who they are, for some reason you're not following them, you should definitely do so. They did an interview with Mars most recently, and I believe they have an interview coming out next with Nora Flatley. Um, Blake and Kino do such a good job of elevating the voices of everyone in the gymnastics community, regardless of their race or their sexual orientation. They do such a good job, and I think that the interview they did with Mars mostly focused on the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, Mars is great. We all already knew that. She's so confident. She's so well-spoken. And, yeah, the interview was just really insightful. Yeah, she talked about making the sport a better place for, you know, not only all black athletes coming in in the future, but she mentioned her sister, which kind of made me think a little bit, because her sister is an elite gymnast and, you know, is going to be doing college gymnastics someday, so... Yeah, just really making the sport a more welcoming and accepting place. Yeah. She said, it's not a moment, it's a movement. And I was like, yes, girl, I love that. That is so true. Mic drop. Yeah, for real. It it was just a great interview overall. I think that you guys should go listen to it. And also, real quick side note, they talk about her Floratine, which I love her Floratines. Um, I think her freshman year I like better than the one she did last year. See, I think I like her sophomore year better. Really? Yeah. They're both so good. It's so hard to pick. But um, Blake and Kino said that she should do her Ding Dada Floratine every year for Pride Meet. That'd be So I'm like, that'd be such a good idea, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, so... Thank you to Blake and Kino, half and half out, for doing that episode with Mars, and we look forward to your next episode with Nora. 
All right, I think that's enough news for now. Let's get into our interview with Grace McCallum. If you guys don't know, which I'm sure you do, but she is a two-time world champion. She's also a four-time national team member and is committed to the University of Utah. And most importantly, she's a big contender for the Olympics next year. Yeah, Grace has really come on strong within the last year or two, I feel like. She continues to get better every time we see her. Mm -hmm. So it's unfortunate that we're not going to have a season this year. We're not going to get to really see what she's doing. But she's been pretty active with posting on social media some upgrades that she's working on and we talked to her about that today and yeah I think that she's an amazing all-around gymnast and she's definitely a contender for the Olympics next year and I'm excited to see what she can do. I just want to point out there was a couple points in this interview where there was some internet connection issues so there was kind of like a I don't even know what you want to call it. It kind of sounds like we're, like, talking over each other. Yeah, and it's kind of, there's some parts that are maybe a little bit hard to hear. It's just because the internet, and sometimes you just can't control it, so... Technology, man. Right. But we hope you guys enjoy the interview with Grace, and let's get right into it. This year kind of took an unexpected turn. The Olympics got postponed. Basically everything leading up to the Olympics got canceled. And then a lot of gymnasts, including you, were kind of out of the gym for a long period of time because you weren't allowed to train. So why don't you start by talking about how long you were out for and what kind of things you did to stay in shape during that time? Yeah, we were out of the gym for like three months. And so what we did to stay in shape was we did like team Zoom meetings and we did like Facebook Lives and we just kind of all did like workouts together um we did lots of different things like cardio and strength and we did as much gymnastics as we could we did a lot of basics and um yeah the things that we could do but there's a lot we couldn't still obviously mm-hmm. do you have any kind of like equipment at your house i know some gymnasts have a floor beam or like a little bar do you have anything like that um i had to borrow some stuff from the gym so they let us borrow a couple things like weights um i got a floor bar, some panel mats, and I already had a floor beam at my house, so okay. I had a couple of things that I could work with. Nice. During that time, did you kind of struggle to stay motivated? Did you find it hard to, you know, keep motivated with so much uncertainty? Um, no, I feel like it actually got me more motivated to get back in the gym and, you know, get working towards next year and um, keep working towards my goals. Mm-hmm. What was it like when you actually got back into the gym? Like, what event was the hardest for you to get back? What event was the easiest? Um, it was really, really nice getting back into the gym. I, everything actually came back pretty easy for me. Um, obviously, bars is, like, the hardest to get back into just because that's the thing that you can't practice at all. Um, but everything else came back really, really easy. That's good. Nice. So I want to talk about the Olympics being postponed because obviously that's a pretty big deal. Do you remember that moment when you found out and what your kind of initial thoughts and feelings were? Um, I, Birmingham was just canceled like right before that. So for the Olympics to be canceled like a week after, I wasn't as shocked. Like I kind of saw it coming. Mm-hmm. So I kind of already had a little bit to process everything that was going on. So it wasn't isn't too hard for me I feel like and it just I tried to look for like the positive in every situation and so you know that's what I've been doing it's just it gives me another year to keep working Mm -hmm. towards things that I didn't have time to or um, improve on things so (laughs) yeah 
I was going to ask, what kind of stuff are you wanting to focus on during all this time? Because you basically now have an extra year that you didn't think that you were going to have. So what events or skills are you kind of working on right now to make yourself better for next year? Um, I'm trying to up my difficulty on everything just a little bit and then keep my execution really nice and clean. Um, So not a whole lot, adding a few things in here and there, but really focusing on cleanup work and consistency and hopefully competing two vaults. What vaults are you hoping to compete next year? Um, the goal is to compete a two and a half and a Chang. Okay, nice. Yeah, everyone on Twitter is like asking us about that. Yeah. They want to know what vaults you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Can you share any other potential upgrades that you might be adding in? Because um, we've seen a I'm lot. You've, po- to... you've posted quite a bit on social media, and I don't know yeah. which ones are for fun and which ones are actually like you're going to try and compete. <laughs> yeah, so my bars is pretty, well that I know of lockdown, um, but I'll be adding like a Jaeger and my routine at the end and a to- or Staller Pike. I don't really know what the actual name for that is um, at the end of our routine and then hoping for double double too. Um, and then floor, <laughs> floor, I want to, I'm working on a double lay full. I mean, a lot of people saw that. So um, that's something I'm working towards, but I'll have to see. <laughs> yeah. So with how deep the USA is, I mean, there's so many girls that are so, so good. Do you find it more nerve wracking when you're trying to make a team, whether it's the world championships, I'm assuming eventually the Olympics, any international assignment, is it more nerve wracking for you to try and make the team than it actually is when you're competing? Um, I don't really know. I try not to let my nerves get the best of me, so I don't really... I try not to think about it, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't really know. Okay. And you're such a like well-balanced gymnast and you're also really consistent. What do you view as your biggest contribution to the team? How do you think that you can help the team best? Um, I want to be known as like a solid all-arounder, but also like be able to win like individual event titles. Like that's my my goal. Like I really want to be able to do that. So now having competed in two world championships, do you feel like that gives you more confidence? Um, Yeah, I think so. I think it helps having that experience on a big stage like that. Um, I don't really know. (laughs) Yeah, because I noticed that you always seem so calm. So even if you are really nervous, you always look calm, which is really good. Do you do (laughs) do you do anything before your meets to kind of like help with your nerves? Um, I just try not to overthink things and um, like I said, not let my nerves get the best of me. So I'll do anything I can to keep my mind off of my routines or the meat mm-hmm. leading up to it. At what point in your career did you first kind of start thinking about going to the Olympics or dreaming about the Olympics? Because I feel like a lot of elite gymnasts, they say that they always dreamed of, you know, competing in the Olympics. So has that always been the case for you? Is that something that in the back of your mind you've always kind of thought about? Yeah, ever since I started gymnastics, I wanted to go to the Olympics, but like it wasn't until I was a little older that I realized how hard it actually was going to be. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's always been a goal of mine. Do you remember the first Olympics that you ever watched? Uh, I think it was 2012 that like that's the first one I can really remember. Okay, nice. Um, So switching gears, I guess, for a little bit, you're committed to Utah for 2021. How did you decide on Utah? Um, I decided on Utah because it just kind of felt like home right away. The 
like the season has all four seasons there and it's just like Minnesota which is a little more mild but it also had the mountains which are gorgeous and the you know the team's amazing they have amazing medical school and that's kind of what I want to go into they have uh-huh. anything and everything you could think of so um, that was huge for me and just all the girls and the coaching staff was super super nice and welcoming what would you say you're most looking forward to with college gymnastics um, I think just the whole atmosphere and competing in a like arena with that many fans and having that much support it's um, really exciting <laughs> yeah because Utah has a lot of fans <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that'll probably feel like an elite me honestly <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Did you think at all about deferring? Because I know obviously your your plan originally was to go in 2021. So you'd have like a year after the Olympics and then you'd go to college. But now with the Olympics being postponed, it's kind of all back to back. Did you ever like think about maybe deferring or are you ready to go to college right after, you know, the Olympics 2021? Um, I'm not really sure yet. Okay. I mean, I've thought of deferring, but... I haven't really thought a whole ton about it. Yeah, probably just taking it one step at a time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you've been exposed to a lot of incredible gymnasts. I mean, you, you come from the same gym as Maggie Nichols, and obviously she's a world champion too, and she's one of the best college gymnasts maybe of all time, I would say of all time. Um, and then also <laughs> Simone Biles, you've been on two world championships teams with her now. So what is it like having them, you know, around you and have they had any influence on your gymnastics career? Yeah, I think they're both um, super big inspirations in different ways. Like Maggie's always super positive and she really, um, she just works really, really hard and she goes after what she wants. And Simone's the same. She's really positive in the gym and she really motivates you and pushes you and I think they both helped and inspired me a lot. What is it like watching some of the stuff that Simone posts? Like she always is doing these like crazy things that like no one thinks is possible, but then she does it. So you as an elite gymnast, do you watch that and think that she's insane? <laughs> yeah, we're like, how does she do that? Like that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> What's the You would have never thing? thought that combination. Oh, I know. What's the craziest thing? I think the thing craziest thing. Hmm. I don't really know. <laughs> You've never tried a triple double off beam? <laughs> no, no. Can't say I have. <laughs> no, you're like, not yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we have some social media questions that we wanted to get to. The first one comes from at Jim underscore Gracie on Instagram, and she wants to know what a typical day at practice looks like for you. Um well a typical day is just like you know we do all four events and it depends sometimes we'll do skill sometimes like it depends on the time of season and the time of year but yeah we'll do skills or halves or routines and um, we normally do conditioning at the end yeah I don't know just kind of like a typical practice like kind of like what everybody else does <laughs> right how many hours a day do you train uh we train anywhere from four to six hours a day. And what about when you're not in the gym? What is your life like outside of gymnastics? What kind of stuff do you like to do? Um, well, my grandparents live on a lake, so we like to go there a lot. We like swimming and tubing and hanging out there. And 
yeah, we like hiking a lot, um, just getting outdoors. Mm -hmm. Next question comes from Melanie DeJesus Dos Santos underscore fan on Instagram, and they want to know what is your favorite composition, Leo? Hmm. I'd have to say my favorite Leo was probably the blue one I wore when I won Pack Rims and Pan Ams, more because it it means a lot to me. Like those, I had really good meets in them, and I won my first individual all-around medal in it so it's not as much for looks more but more for sentimental value to me <laughs> yeah what about like the ones that you wear like championships or classics do you have a favorite from one of those um i really loved the one i wore at 2019 classics that's your, i love the pink yeah. pink's my favorite color yeah i, I like really that one pink and then the open back yeah, I like that one, and then I like what you wore at Classics in 2018. That one's also really pretty. Oh, yeah, I think I just cool. like the white. <laughs> yeah, I really love white Leos. Do you ever get to help, like, design your Leos? Um, no, not really. No. Well, <laughs> they're really pretty, so... That. Sorry, say <laughs> Thank that again? You. My coach um, helps design them with the Ozone team. <laughs> well, they do a good job, because yeah. they're really pretty. <laughs> oh, thank you. Next question is from Nat underscore Halls 04 on Instagram, and she wants to know your favorite and least favorite event. I don't really have like a favorite or least favorite event, but I guess if I had to pick, my favorite event to compete is floor, but my favorite event to train is bars. My least favorite is probably beam. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. <laughs> mm -hmm. Next one comes from S. Kipnis on Instagram, and they want to know if you had a character or like a theme that you were trying to portray in your floor team from last season. Um, no, not really. I don't think so. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Do you plan on getting a new floor team for next year? Uh, yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> okay. Who usually does the choreography for your team? Uh, Dominic. He does oh. all the national team floor team. Okay. Yeah, well, most of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question is from at Sumi Lee for Tokyo on Twitter, and she wants to know what your proudest moment in your career is so far. Um, probably making the 2018 Worlds team, because at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of 2018, I hadn't even made an international assignment, and so, like, I like that was my goal but I knew it was probably really unrealistic and then to make the team was just like you know amazing mm -hmm. <laughs> I was so excited yeah and then to get a medal on top of that well two yeah you two world medals that's cool <laughs> do you store those in your bedroom or do you like have them in a secret hiding place I have them in a safe right now <laughs> good <laughs> some gymnasts like to put them up but the ones that are big like that I feel like yeah they're probably just safer <laughs> away yeah mm -hmm. especially with having lots of little siblings I don't want them getting into it <laughs> oh yeah no that's stuff you can't replace no um, how do you compare the two world championships experiences do they feel kind of the same to you or does one kind of way more than the other do you um the first one I was just really excited about and um just you know kind of wanted to have fun and enjoy the experience and then the second one I felt a lot more pressure going into just because I had been at the previous worlds 
Right. Um, so it was a lot, it was actually a lot different. Thank you guys for tuning in for today's episode and we want to say a big thank you to Grace for coming on the show to talk with us and we just want you to know that we'll be rooting for you in 2021 and can't wait to see what you accomplish. Next week we will have world silver medalist on beam from the 2018 world championships. Anna Pateraru joining us on the show. If you guys have questions for her, you can email them to us at allthingsgympod at gmail.com and we're also going to be posting on our social media sometime this week asking you guys to ask us questions so our twitter and instagram handle is at all things gym pod if you want to look out for that because we will be posting for questions for anna we hope you guys have an awesome week and we'll talk to you on monday bye, bye.